Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. I'm joined today by a very dear friend of mine, Mike Koenigs. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mindy. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Mike. I am doing really well. I want to start out this conversation going back in time because way before you and I ever became friends, I knew of you because when I was first becoming a coach, I bought my very first info product online and it was created by you and Arielle Ford. <laughs> so I had known of you for so long. And then years and years later, I'm at Genius Network and some dude sits down next to me and is so friendly and is like, hey, so who are you? What's up? My name's Mike Koenigs. And I'm like, holy shit, I know you. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a great product. And Arielle is one of my best friends in the world. Uh, I call her the queen goddess. It still is a great product. I still have it. Oh God, you know, I don't even have a copy any longer. And it is, oh, look at that, man. That is the original. <laughs> in Very this impressive. big binder, in this big binder. Oh yeah. And, and you know what? We, here's a funny little story. I know this isn't really germane, but it might be. I, uh, when, when we released that, we got an email from someone that I didn't notice until a couple months later it was Tim Ferriss asking for our help before the four hour work week was released. I ended up finding that, reached out to him. And by then the book had come out, it was already a smash hit. And I'm like, and he was talking about how helpful the product was to him. I go, can we interview you? And he goes like, yeah, totally. So we ended up adding on and we did this interview with him and he ended up giving us a great testimonial. And years later, I met him at a couple events and he always remembered me, always did. And uh, a couple of years later, I ended up promoting a couple of his books and he came to the studio and hung out. So the beautiful thing about that product is it opened up so many doors, both for us and for me and events, but also uh, relationships that, you know, any great book or any great product do. That's awesome. I did not know that story. And that is super cool. One of the things that I want to ask you about, because over the years that I've known you, you have more than once reinvented yourself. And I wanted to ask you kind of a two-part question. First is, can you talk a little bit about that process? Like what causes you to reinvent or what was the, the stimulus there? And then the second part of the question is, can you talk about your, your current state of affairs, what you're doing now? I think the short answer is a combination of boredom and uh, a dark night of the soul moment is Oof. is usually what prefaces it. So um, I think one of the biggest ones was when I had Tr Digital Cafe, which was my first real business. It was a digital marketing agency. And I went through a horrible divorce. Uh, my high school sweetheart I was married to, it was like one day the doors were locked on my house and that was the second to last time I ever saw her. So the the only other time I saw her is when we signed over the house. Wow. And years later, and I say this not, so she was a beautiful, wonderful person. And it broke my heart really because I wasn't in control. Okay. That's the truth. And it devastated me for years, but it sent me on a journey that led me to like Tony Robbins. I started going to his events. I studied his stuff. Then I got into Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, or Neil Donald Walsh. Da -da 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 all the way down, which of all the crazy stuff led me to a trip 
to Egypt. So, uh, and that was in like 97, 98. Well, Ariel Ford was on that trip. I met her then. Oh, wow. And it was the trip with Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer to Egypt. Unbelievable so cool. trip. But that sent me on a growth, like the, the divorce forced a lot of self-examination. And then I started meditating and doing yoga and Kundalini yoga and, 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 and. And I also, when I, a couple of years later, I went through a healing process. I was, did not have any, didn't no girls in my life. And then suddenly I met a really, really conscious, very, very intellectual person who sent me on another growth pattern. And so that that was sort of like the the major reinvention that I remember. And then since then, most of my reinventions kind of happened in between businesses. So if you fast forward, I did Traffic Guys or Instant Customer. In between there had cancer. Boom, major self-examination. Like, why is this happening? What's going on? I'm leading a energetically cancer-creating mindset lifestyle. You know, I would say that was one of the things. And then if you fast forward, you know, there have been a few others, you know, probably seven significant reinventions. My most recent was I just woke up one day in a deep state of state of sad. And I felt I couldn't get out of, out of bed. I didn't know I was depressed, but I was depressed. And um, I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to stop it. And again, it just forced a lot of self-examination, asking for help, talking to a lot of people. And, you know, so that's the best way to start this off is it's always like some sort of a major event. And then boom, my soul feels yucky. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> soul feels yucky. I mean, it's just been amazing for me to watch from the outside because you will have built up something literally beyond what I would have ever even imagined for like business success. And then you're like, I'm tearing it all down. I'm getting rid of the whole thing. And it's like, whoa. I'm bored. Yeah, it's part of it. And I feel like I'm, I, I literally feel like I'm gonna die if I keep on doing it or I wanna be dead. That, and it's like, it doesn't, doesn't, success has nothing to do with it. Money has nothing to do with it. It doesn't have any, now I've learned, I don't, I haven't had that. And I don't think it'll ever come back because I think I know what it was, but blah, you know, uh, the truth is what got you to where you are isn't what's going to get you to the next level, right? right? That is so true. So let me ask you about success. You have told stories uh, over the years that I've known you. You've, you've spoken at our events. You've been very helpful in our businesses. You have told the story about you as a young kid really wanting to be famous, be on TV. And I'm curious, which was more important to you? And maybe it's shifted over, I'm assuming it's shifted over time, fame or money? Yeah, for sure money. I think I knew, to me, money represented freedom. And now that I know what I know, what I really wanted was freedom. You know, I think you relate to this, um, which is, look, we're unemployable. I mean, you wouldn't be a coach if you weren't, but I mean, it, there's a certain type of person who becomes a coach or an entrepreneur. And it often comes from the fact that we come, we may have different kinds of feedback. Like I didn't do well in school. I was sent to a Catholic school. I hated it. I never considered myself a Catholic. 
Um, I grew up in a little tiny town where I felt like an alien and like well, nothing were. about it clicked. <laughs> you were Pardon an me? alien. Like, you yeah, were yeah, totally. To that, to that culture, to that mindset, I'm sure. Because wasn't it in the Midwest? Yeah, yeah. Eagle Lake, Minnesota, population 763. You know, tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny town. My dad grew up on a farm. My mom had a very, very hard uh, upbringing. Both my parents did. And there was, there was nothing extra. So I had to find a way to find my own superpower, my own unique ability in order to get out of this little town because it wasn't sports, it wasn't education, it wasn't being an employee. And when you don't know what kind of mentorship you need, when you got a weird brain like this, you, you have to improvise and try out a lot of stuff. So I think, uh, again, going back in my mind, I always loved entertainment. I, I loved Johnny Carson. I liked TV and media, but I was more in love with making it. And I didn't have any need necessarily to be a front of camera guy. I got very familiar with, and I produced a lot of content and stuff. And I loved engineering music and making computer graphics and that kind of thing. So money was the vehicle, but the fame part was I would rather be what I would call, call a Max Martin famous. And most people have never heard of Max Martin, but here's the brief story. Max Martin next to Paul McCartney and John Lennon has more number ones than anyone alive. Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, check this out. So if you ever heard like uh, anything from Katy Perry, A Kissed a Girl, Madonna's music, you look this guy up, I'll give you a little bit of a, a taste of some of his music that he's responsible for. He's done, let's, uh, worked on Ace of Bass's second album, just a second here, Backstreet Boys. Uh, seven out of 12 songs in the Backstreet Boys uh, third album, Millennium. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time was his. Who else? Da -da 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 -da. Pink, Usher, Avril Lavigne, Jesse J, Katy Perry, Christina Aguilera, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, The Weeknd. All right, all right. Okay. You got the picture. <laughs> Here's the point. He could walk down the street and no one would know who he is. He's worth almost a half a billion dollars, but everyone who needs to know who he is knows who he is. Mm. He's a producer's producer. He's like an insider. I wanted to be that kind of famous, I think. I couldn't articulate it until a little bit later on in life. You but know what's I, interesting I, yeah. about that is while you say that, and I believe that to be true, you're also the guy that shows up on stage with gold suits and shoes that light up, and you are definitely the show. So <laughs> I think you got both going for you. It's, uh, and thank you for that. And and I, I'm, I think the reason I would have not been able to be honest about that is because I was so afraid of failing and being a jackass and being a fool, even though I can be a real jackass. I know that. Um, but now that I love comedy and I don't take it personally, I don't have my ego wrapped up in it. It's now a matter of, I think at this stage in my life, I know that what makes life so beautiful is having people to share it with. Mm -hmm. So money is meaningless without people to share it with. And fame is meaningless without someone to share it with. And I just want to collaborate. That is heaven to me is collaborating with brilliant people and being able to create one plus one equals 11 opportunities and moments. 
I love that. Well, you've been doing that the whole time. I mean, from way back with Ariel to everything else that you've done, everybody else you've collaborated with, which is a whole ton of people. So you've, you've really met that. Now, I ask this to every single guest because one of the reasons that I started this show was to really understand how other people, most specifically successful people who are wealthier than me, how they think about money. So for you, how do you define wealth? What does wealth mean to you? Yeah. Um, options and freedom. So, yes. uh, and I, I had a little download not long ago that'll go a little bit deeper, which is I think of money as a hedge against death. Okay. It's death fear storage. So a big part of our, the human psyche is, will I have enough to retire? Do I have enough to retire? Do I have enough to protect me if I can't work or if I lose my value? So I think our deep, deepest deep-rooted pains and fears that I observe in everyone, including myself, is fear of not having enough, fear of not being enough, fear of running out. Those are central themes and money is is a symbolic store and an insurance plan against those things. Um, and I don't think that's entirely true, but I think that's the illusion that we choose to live with. But when I think about my story and when we were before we rolled this 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 today, you know, we were talking, we had our small talk, you know, what's going on? It wasn't small talk. We went deep real fast. We always do. <laughs> we always do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like boom, 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 boom. Yep, the plane has landed. Um, but what does happen is we were, you know, talking about money and life and sadness and grief and, and gratitude and joy and everything else in between. I don't know exactly what you share with your audience. Um, but anyway, I'm open to everything. We, okay. can, we, we were talking about psychedelics. It's all good. <laughs> we were. All right. And we went uh, talking about some of our experiences in that realm and, 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 and the illusion of it all, right? And what still catches me is like, I love to work. I love to create and I wouldn't be, I'm mostly doing only what I love. There's a few exceptions when it comes into personnel and process. And like, I don't like running a business, you know, like the reason I had, one of the reasons I did this recent reinvention is to escape from running stuff. I'm like, I would rather collaborate and create businesses within businesses with other people and create relationships like that. So I basically get to appeal to my short attention span, <laughs> yes. collaboration, right? create cool stuff with cool people who I actually genuinely like and want to play with. It feels like we're in a sandbox making castles that by ourselves, we wouldn't make as cool of a castle individually as we can together. That's a, a huge motivator. And um, I'm wealth building in the meantime, but my little boy scared, whatever that is, maybe it's old energy. What, you know, who cares what it is? It just this stuff is, how long could I maintain a life, a, the lifestyle I have in where with the freedom I enjoy and not have to work if I wouldn't want to? And the God honest truth is I could do it, you know, um, probably for the rest of my life. We are, we're, we're fine. But what if comes in, you know, that's a nasty little, uh, nasty little troll that comes tap, tap, tapping at your chamber door every once in a while. Right. Or what if I didn't want to? And it's like, I know better, but it's like, 
that fuzzy crap is uh, is just, I think, part of the burden of being alive. And, and I have to just be great, grateful for the discomfort because comfort makes us lazy. I think we lose our edge. I love this. And you're actually setting up my next question so perfectly. We didn't even talk about this beforehand, but on my little card of questions Ooh. here, the word I have is enoughness. Oh, yeah. Here's what I want to ask you about because you started to go into it. We are in an industry that is very much growth oriented. You know, all of us are growth oriented people. We constantly want to learn and develop and become generally more than we are. So how do you balance the enough question? Like you said, you probably could live fine, but I know you, you want to do fun things and you know, <laughs> you probably want more I'd than like fine. To, you know, I want to have my, my whole, you know, I, I want to invite 10 people down to, we were just talking about Cabo, you know, it's like, yeah. let's rent a freaking yacht for a week and, you know, we're going to party kids. The pharmacy is open, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, how do you, how do you balance the constant striving with mm -hmm. also feeling at the same time, feeling that gratitude, feeling content? Well, I think, so there's, that is a, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. So I think the first thing is I've realized I genuinely have enough. I've fallen out of love with stuff and things and needing more. Now, I still buy like all kinds of gadgets. I have a new one right now. That, this is one of my latest. You, you have uh, so much technology, so much tech. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a six camera studio I'm in. I don't remember if you're at my house, my la latest last home studio. I can't remember if you came here or not. I, I have not been there, but you've showed it to me on video. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I got all the latest goodies and gadgets, and I consider that work stuff. Here's really what happened in the last reinvention. And that's when I went from the You Everywhere Now business, which on a lot of levels was a dream business. I've had a few dream businesses that had continuity income. It was software, huge upside, potential selling it off. And I did sell it off, right? Uh, and then You Everywhere Now came along and it was because of a curiosity and fascination with books at first. So we did Publish and Profit, which did really well. Lots of people went through that. And then Create and Profit, Create Your Products. Another one, Speak and Profit, Speak, Speak and Sell, all that. And then we had code, uh, what do they call it, consulting. Um, yeah, I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, consultant profit. There you go. And then we also had the studio. So we did the celebrity boot camp. We taught people how to be on camera and all that. So all that was awesome. And we had automated webinars, selling stuff, and it like money's coming in and all that. But here's what happened. Here's the discontent. And I call the major pivot point was one day I realized that I was trapped by this business. Ugh. And part of what felt trapped was I had signed my name on a year and a half worth of hotel uh, contracts. And if you don't fulfill with the hotels, at least pre-COVID, they'd sue you and they'd win. Okay. So I, I looked at it and I'm like, I got a million and a half dollars in liabilities ahead of me and I have to fill up these events. I got to fill up the hotel and all that pain and anguish came at me all at once. And I hated the pressure. I literally was trapped. I felt like I was in jail. But here's the more important thing. And you've got to honor and respect your own evolution. Now, I'm older than you, but 
I know you're experiencing like the 18 year old Mindy is very different than the 30 year old Mindy is very different than the 40 year old Mindy and, and, and on and on. And if you don't honor your soul's need for freedom and expansion, you're going to die a little bit. And in, in my case, the best way I can articulate it is I reached a point where I had outgrown who I was, what I did, why I did it, who I did it for. And the last one's the most important. I just didn't want to have the same conversations with the same people any longer. I had answered them for years. And in order to honor my soul, I had to abandon all that I had created and the identity that I had and create something that excited me on a soul and a physical level. And the God honest truth is I was so terrified because I was so used to playing a role and behaving a certain way and making a business work a certain way. I literally didn't know what to do. Now I faked my way through it. Um, and fortunately I, you know, found the right mechanisms to unravel and unwind the business and still be profitable and shut everything down without anything crashing and burning and then still managed to sell all the products and assets. You know, it was like 10 miracles in a row happened, but behind the scenes, I was waiting for, I wanted a bus to run over me. I was felt dead and terrified and scared and just lucky. I totally get that when you said die a little bit. Yeah. The way that I describe how I felt in corporate America was that it was slow suicide to my soul. Totally. <laughs> you know, it just, it, it was not the right oh. thing for me. But unlike you, I just jumped off a cliff and then everything went wrong. <laughs> it wasn't oh. like I had all these successes. It took a lot longer to get to that point. So I have this four-part question that I want to go through with you. I'll make it zippy quickie. It helps the listener understand how you operate so that maybe they can learn a little bit. Yeah, model it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So the acronym is called HERB, H-E-R-B. The H stands for habits. What are some of your habits on a daily or weekly basis? Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I am really, 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 really disciplined. Okay. Um, so... A typical day for me is I'll get up and I jump on the Peloton and I sweat. Okay. So I think that's the first thing is you've got to honor your body and sweat and detox, right? Something that I started doing, I've been doing it now for a long time is I, my last meal is usually around six or seven and I don't eat until about three in the afternoon. So I'm doing a meal a day and you can't believe how freaking easy it is. It's unbelievably I easy. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. I've been doing intermittent fasting from like 12 to eight. Mm -hmm. but I have two meals in that. How many calories are in your one meal? Uh, it just depends. Um, 1200, 1400 probably. And that's like having a day. Yeah. If I'm like on the edge, I might grab like a hunk of something simple, like a piece of meat at night. Um, but it's, really simple stuff. And for the most part, we mostly seafood and chicken. Um, seafood, if I can help it, I prefer an all seafood diet. But yeah, as seafood and vegetables, it's really, really simple. So with that, that, that sounds like a very low limit of calories for someone of your 
height, general weight? Yep. Are you mm -hmm. constantly losing weight? Eating yeah, I've been losing, losing some weight. I'll vary like this weekend. I did something I never do. I went out, I had a 40 mile electric bike ride. So it, it's not really 40 miles yesterday, but, um, I stopped by a place called extraordinary desserts and I had a cookie and a cheesecake brownie. I don't eat much sugar, but I was like, piggy, piggy, piggy. I was just like, screw it. I'm in the well, sun. You know, like, I just got a great you, cruise. You got to have some cheat days. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't take a lot of cheat days. But like uh, the other day we went out, it was a friend's birthday and went to this great Mexican joint and had some, I got a bunch of enchiladas. Yeah. In general, I don't eat corn and I don't very rarely eat cheese, but I was like, no problem. So here's, I'm going to finish the physical side. The physical side is the other thing I've been doing lately is I've been educating myself on the benefits of peptides. So mm. I'm self-injecting peptides, which have changed my life. Not long ago, I broke my collarbone on my electric bike. Naughty. Really? Uh, oh, it was unbelievably painful. Horrible. Gosh. And I'm and and first of all, like your clavicle is like having your major a major beam in a bridge. No, no bridge beam, no bridge. Okay. You can't tie your shoes. You can't wipe your rear end. I mean, everything hurts. You can't sleep right. It sucked. Horrible pain. Twice as bad as cancer. I'll just tell you that. Really? Yeah horrible and it felt like for like two months someone was stabbing me in the shoulder with a nail it was horrible and i'm doing like therapy and you know i'm doing physical therapy and massage and everything else so bottom line i learned about peptides and i order some and i get this one called P bpc 157 self-inject four days later half the pain's gone less than two weeks later all the pain's gone but a cool byproduct my stomach my gut is healthier than it's ever been and it's really good for gastric, uh, you know, anything related to gut gut health. Point being, uh, if you sum all this up, I sweat, I try to work out as often as possible, I get my ass out of bed, I do my work, and then I'm in here every day for at least four days a week from nine to five, and because I'm only doing a meal a day now, I don't have that interruption. Um, if I feel like it, if it's open, like right now I'm in a growth mode with the business, but when I'm not in growth mode, I take my Fridays off. I'll take three day weekends. We take, I tr I'm trying to take at least a week off every two months. Um, my goal is three months on one month off. Nice. You know? And, um, and so again, I think that's the key thing is a daily discipline. Got to have physical. You just can't, can't do it. I'm a crappy meditator. I'm a better planner than a meditator, but you know, just going out and physically writing and goals and plans and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm pretty sloppy that way, honestly. It's okay. It's whatever it's working for you. <laughs> so it's all yeah, good. You know what? Stuff's getting done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, money's in the bank. You know, there's uh got a happy kid, a happy wife. Body works all good. good. It's all Not too good. bad. <laughs> So All moving right. on to we got the through e. one letter. I know we got what? three to go. I know. We Gee, got three more. <laughs> the E stands for environment. Oh. Now you already talked about your tech setup and all this goodness, but talk to me about kind of the, the big picture of how you yeah. set up your environment for success. Okay. So I'm going to start with the bed first. So I believe there's certain areas you cannot be cheap. So yes. I love this. Bed, okay. Is number one. And like, I've, we've got this really nice, squishy, 
bed thing. I don't even know what brand it is. It's a damn good mattress, all right? And I've got a, a purple pillow, which is the super heavy thingy. It's like a lug. And then I've got a memory foam secondary pillow that I use. Um, and now that I'm like, I'm 54, like I started having some shoulder pains a while ago. The, the peptides have helped quite a bit, but like, I just like, I had to like adjust myself just right. You know, some, yeah. it was like a combination of things. So, um, we'll just call that the first deal. And then in the office, another area, never be cheap with a great chair. I've had the same chair now for 25 years. It's a, uh, Herman Miller Aeron, A-E-R-O-N. Yeah, I've seen them. You got them. Okay. I I just buy them whenever I see them. You buy them on Craigslist. You can get great deals. But this chair I've had, like I said, 25 years. It's unbelievably comfy, super supportive. I've got a iMac Pro, which is, uh, I think it's Apple's best computer they've ever made to date. Super fast, big ass 5K display. So don't be cheap with your monitor, your computer, your keyboard, and whatever kind of pointing device. I started having mouse arm a while ago, so I use a trackpad now. And then like my studio that I'm, I work in, like I can shoot video in here, everything's set up to be creative. So I literally can turn everything on and make, I could make a documentary, a feature, a webinar. I can bring people in and do interviews for a podcast and it's done. Like I can do any quality. So having a creative expression environment that you can write in, do audio recording, do video in, I think is super important, especially now. Yeah, so it's hands, feet, oh, shoes. Find a great pair of shoes. So I've got, um, I just had them resold. Australian Blundstone boots. I've had them 25 years. They've been on almost every uh, continent on the planet. That's I had two amazing. pairs. So I always rotate my my boots. Now I wear funky shoes, like stage shoes and stuff like that. But um, same thing with clothes, you know, getting a great jacket, great hat. But I think having like really saying, what do I use the most? Always the top of the line phone, iPad, laptop, desktop machine. Basically all the tech. Gotta have it. Hey, you know what? If I save an hour, you know, like one well-positioned hour, and I say this not to brag, but to describe, like I talked to a guy today. It was our first conversation. It's going to be a $75,000 gig, all right? So I couldn't have done as good of a job in an hour if I wouldn't have had my toys. Yeah. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to do a follow-up with him describing how we're going to work together. Well... I can produce a professional quality video and being brand representative makes a big difference. So I look at it like this. Now, yep, it took a while to get to the point where I can command those kind of prices. But to me, you know, a 3000 a 4000 a $250 pair of boots or whatever it is, if it enables time saving, being in the right state or frame of mind, it's a damn good investment. I'm with you. I mean, pays dividends. Yeah. Earlier in this conversation, I was telling you, I love efficiency because yeah, it's done. It works and, and you're good to go. So the R, this one is my favorite. The mm. R stands for resources. Resources can be books, programs, coaches, whatever, mentors. What are some of the, I know you probably have a million, which 
I would love to hear all of, but what are some of like the top few that have really, really impacted you and that you would recommend to others? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I invest probably $250,000 a year in my continued education in some way, shape or form. And obviously it took a while to build to that. There was a period of time when I couldn't stroke a check for five grand. There was just nothing left over. Even when the businesses were doing well, at least they look like they're doing well, there was no money. So, um, but the sooner I prioritized an investment in continued education and coaching, the sooner my life took off. And now that I'm, I am an, an advisor to a lot of business people, that accelerates my own growth. So being a, a coach accelerates your coaching, coachiness. Um, <laughs> Absolutely does. Right. But here are, the, here are the things that I can't live without. One of them is strategic coach. I've been a member for seven years. It's one of my highest value relationships. And I do a podcast with Dan Sullivan. Okay. So I wouldn't have had access to him without being in there, but I, I learned how to provide something special and stand out. And now we've got a partnership, a collaboration. And it's one of the highest points of my life to you know meet with a 75 year old genius who's an 800 pound gorilla in an industry. You know, it's, it's when anyone you can be around, yeah. when you feel like you're 10 times smarter and 10 times funnier with them, keep them in your life. And the only way you're going to discover that is if you're out there meeting folks. Um, next, I've been a Genius Network member for, I don't know, 15 years at least. <laughs> a long time. So Joe Polish, incredibly valuable uh, person. And then, you know, doing two podcasts. I do another podcast with Gay Hendricks. Uh, we call it The Big Leap, which is named after the book The Big Leap. He's 75. Having for whatever reason and this isn't a men or women thing it's just so, it just so happens i've got two incredibly uh wise men in my life and that is an equalizer and if i would have had to have paid gay but it turns out gay and i have had many businesses together also and built some some stuff so we just like how each other we like how we think and we're funnier together and we're smarter together you know so we get to collaborate and invent stuff i love that having a studio should be top priority on every entrepreneurs and business owners list being a broadcaster you're a broadcaster you're a communicator and having really good video and audio gear is very very important critically important to maintain leadership it's coaches you gotta have coaches that's probably I've got an energy coach. Um, his name's Kim White. He does the woo-woo stuff. You know, he talks to me about stuff and he clears out energy. And like I was struggling with, I had a big professional rejection. It turned out it wasn't as bad as it seemed, but it felt like it for a little while. I was doing some big stuff in Hollywood and something happened that really flipped me sideways. Having a resource like that to talk me off the edge and you know, this isn't the kind of thing I can talk to everyone about because it's a, it's a first world problem on the first world basis. And there are very few people who have had an experience who can communicate what's going on. And it was very hurtful. So, um, but he just talked me through it and I'm like, yeah, totally good. Nice. Having that. And then, you know, beyond that, I think it's just like, it's body, it's food, it's, 
It's just all, I mean, you said it, environment. Get a Peloton, though. Damn, got to have a Peloton. Great investment. Uh, you know, I'm I'm for the Nordic track incline trainer myself, but. Uh, Whatever works. Gotta, <laughs> Whatever works. You so, got to sweat your parts every day. <laughs> Sweaty parts. Mike, <laughs> you could have just said you got to sweat every day, you know? Okay, so let's move on to the beach. Always to the dangly bits, I know. I know, I know. I, I knew this going into this conversation. So the B stands for beliefs. What are some of your oh. core, core beliefs or the ways in which you see the world which contribute to who you are? God, I should ask you what you think they are because I don't know if, um, like, it's that's a lot of belly button looking. Um, and sometimes you can't see the inside of your own belly button. <laughs> So here's what I would, uh, I mean, you're saying this to me, I'm like the queen of introspection. So you are, you, you really are. You've got that. And you're, you are capable of extremely direct, could be misinterpreted as harsh feedback. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, yep. You're like, uh-huh. That's right. I've been told that many a time. That's what my clients call it. Tough love. Uh-huh. No, it's good. That's good. Okay, but back to you. All right, I'll I'll do my best here. Uh, I think the first one, what I believe is, uh, on a big picture level, I think and believe that entrepreneurship is a universal language of peace. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> you could be a Orthodox Jew doing business with the fundamentalist. Muslim, and as long as you're treated with dignity, respect, and you get a good deal, you're going to keep on coming back. And um, it allows the uneducated to solve market problems and be rewarded for them. It crosses every barrier of language, religion, culture, and we all innately understand it. So, and it brings abundance and opportunity. So, with that in mind, that's one of my first. The second is that I believe wasted human potential is an F you to your creator. And Ooh, you I'm so with it. you on this. So with you. Wasted human potential infuriates me. Me too. And I think ignorance is the enemy of mankind. I believe social media is an amplifier and multiplier of stupidity and ignorance. And I think Kardashianism, the the rise of the Kardashianized media culture is an insult to uh, intelligence, artistry, and beauty. I, I think it's uh, that and, and, and politics, um, you know, our polarization is also an ignorance multiplier. So with that in mind, I, I see infinite opportunity, infinite wealth, infinite possibility. I don't think there's anything that humanity technology can't solve. I'm excited and always optimistic about the future and humanity's ability to solve things. I don't think things are getting worse. I think they're getting better. I will even go so far as to say COVID made a mark. For some people, it will be 
just like the depression. It sucked for blue collar people working in food and services industry. And for many people, it was an opportunity to reinvent, strengthen their relationships with their spouses, their children, educate, teach, and rethink everything and determine what's actually important to simplify, not to add more. And so um, I think that's, that's the bottom line. I'm just infinitely optimistic about people, the planet, the future, business, and creating massive opportunity for those who wish to believe and see that. And then you can look and say, it's not what I see at all. I'm like, well, look at something different. You know, Dan Sullivan says something along the lines of our brains only see, now let's see, our eyes only see what our brains are tuned to hear and our ears want to hear. Something along that line. The bottom line is, you know, we've all done, you know, anyone who's done psychedelics knows this is a grand illusion. You can peer behind and see how unimportant all the all of it. curtains are and you peel back and take the red pill and you look beyond and it's like, ah, ah, this illusion. Why do we take it so seriously? Exactly. As I was telling you earlier, it's all just a big joke. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be funny. Totally. So that's awesome, Mike. That's actually one of the reasons that I absolutely adore you. If people are interested in what you're up to and would like to follow you online, what's the best place to send them? I'd say my podcasts are a great way. If you, if you like this kind of conversation, I love this kind of conversation, right? So either the big leap with Gay Hendricks or the capability amplifier with Dan Sullivan, those are good. You can hit my website, my name, MikeKanigs.com, sign up for my free stuff. Hey, the best thing you can do is hopefully implement from some concept or idea and send a message and say, here's the transformation that took place. Listening to Mindy and you was a treat, a pleasure, and something got triggered and I did something differently and here's the result. Transformational stories are the best thing that we can do for each other. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hear from somebody like Tim Ferriss in a little while. They'll be like, you know, that episode that yeah. you did with my meetings, it was so Mindy, you badass. <laughs> I love it. Well, Mike, I adore you. You know this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an absolute honor and delight. Same here. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the lucrative society on iTunes and please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources, or to become a member of the Lucrative Society, where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being. <laughs>